Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. Now it's time to take a sports break, a look at sports history on a daily basis. Hello, my friends of sports history. This is Darren Hayes of the Sports Jersey Dispatch Podcast. Welcome once again to the Pig Pen, your place for all things great in sports history. And welcome to your daily digits, a sports break for April 17th, as we talk about some of the greatest events in sports history. And we are sure glad to bring them to you. But before we do, let's make sure you are aware of our newsletter. Each and every day, 6.30 a.m., we spit out some great dispatches of sports history for the day and a sort of on-this-day type format. And we'll bring you some of the great birthdays of Hall of Famers uh, in all the major sports, football, basketball, baseball, hockey, and we'll try to include some soccer and some other sports in there as well. And we'll also bring you some of the great events that occurred on this day as well. So join in each and every day. Sign up is very easy. Go to the show notes of this very podcast or the top of jerseydispatch.com or pigskindispatch.com. Well, in our journey of April 17th sports history, let's take a stop that we'd love to do over at our friend Jay Daniels' website, 80sbaseball.com. He has a great collection of items from each and every day of the year, and uh, including birthdays like we do, but it's all centered around 80s baseball. Make sure you check it out, 80sbaseball.com. On April 17th, 1980, he had a couple of great debuts that occurred this day. First of all, we had Sugar Bear, Floyd Rayford, a left fielder uh, who played in a game and was hitless in his big league debut for the Baltimore Orioles. Now, he ended up spending seven years in the big leagues and was a fan favorite in the city of Baltimore. And also with the Pittsburgh Pirates, we had a debut that same day, April 17th, 1980, as Rod Scurry, a pitcher, allowed one run over two innings against St. Louis Cardinals in his big league debut. And you can always find some great items that uh, Jay Daniel has over there. That's just a few of them. Make sure you check them out, 80sbaseball.com, for all this great information. And now we will go to the realm of all sports. And on this day in April 17th, uh, some great sports history is made. And we want to preserve just a little small sampling of it with the uniform numbers from the players of Warham. First of all, April 17th, 1869, what many expert historians of baseball consider to be the first professional baseball game was played. It was when the Cincinnati Red Stockings scored 24 runs against the Cincinnati Amateurs, 15 runs. Not a great day for pitchers, but a great day for baseball uh, on that day. April 17th, 1947, number 42, Jackie Robinson laid down a bunt and beat the throw to earn his first major league hit. Robinson would also walk two times as the Brooklyn Dodgers doubled up the Boston Braves 12-6 on that afternoon game. Another legend of baseball happened to have a great event on April 17th, 1951 as Mickey Mantle played in his first Major League Baseball game for the New York Yankees as he had one hit and four at-bats. Now Mantle, who wore number six that season, played right field and knocked in a run in a 5-0 Yankees win over the Boston Red Sox. Those two teams would face each other quite a bit with Mantle at bat, and uh, Red Sox fans remember Mantle very well as well as Yankees fans do. 
for opposite reasons, of course. And now we take a little trip into the basketball realm. NBA.com offers a plethora of great events that happened on April 17th. We're going to grab a couple of them that deal with some great Hall of Fame moments in the game of basketball. April 17th, 1966, the Los Angeles Lakers. They got 41 points from Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame guard number 44, Jerry West. Yeah, the guy that is on the logo of the NBA. He helped the team come back from a 34-20 deficit after one quarter to beat the Boston Celtics 133-129 to in overtime in Game 1 of the NBA Finals. Big game, big stage. Well, the Celtics, however, would come back and win that series in seven games, but the Lakers come back from 14 points down in the first quarter of Game 1 is the largest first quarter deficit ever overcome in the NBA Finals play. April 17, 1993, we had another superstar basketball and future uh, Hall of Famer. Atlanta Hawks number 21, Dominique Wilkins, became the 11th player in NBA history to score 22,000 career points after hitting for 41 points in the Hawks 110-107 setback against Charlotte. They lost the game, but Dominique was on fire. No fault of his at all. Uh, 41 points for the guy that uh, they could do just about anything on the basketball court. Really exciting player to watch. Now, we also have some great items that uh, come from the football realm. First of all, we want to celebrate some Hall of Fame birthdays in the realm of football. April 17, 1972, Modesto, California, the legendary left tackle, most famously of the Jacksonville Jaguars, Tony Baselli was born. His parents were Tony Sr. and Candy Baselli. And according to the ProFootballHistory.com website, Tony Sr. worked as a wine sales representative based in Modesto, California. With the lure of great business opportunity, the couple moved the family to Colorado in 1974. And Tony Sr. and his older brother Bud set up a series of McDonald's restaurant franchises. The Baselli brothers at one point had owned 12 Golden Arches locations in the state of Colorado by 1995. And Tony Jr. attended Fairview High School in Boulder, Colorado and loved football and loved the Denver Broncos quite closely, especially enjoying the play of their fine quarterback, number seven, John Elway, and his gunslinger mentality of play. At the age of six, Tony started playing football near the family home and he got uh, some great coaching and grew into that big body that we know and ended up uh, playing some tremendous football. Now, he ended up starting for his high school football team and you know, just uh, really had some great things there. We have some more details on that on pigskindispatch.com. And he was hoping that Notre Dame would offer him a scholarship, but they were one of the few schools that did not offer him any interest. But Baselli received a football athletic scholarship from the University of Southern California. And he went and played for the USC Trojans from 1991 to 1994. And he was a first-team All-Pac-10 selection and a first-team All-American in 1992, 93, and 94. The All-American status came from playing both offensive tackle positions, too. In 1994, he also won the Morris Trophy, presented annually to the best offensive and defensive lineman in the Pac-12. He was so good that the College Football Hall of Fame inducted his college career into their Museum of Legends in 2014. Now, Tony Baselli Jr. was selected as the second overall pick in the 1995 NFL Draft, the first ever draft pick of the new Jacksonville Jaguars franchise. You know you're good when you're the first ever draft pick. 
Now, Baselli was the foundational building block of what they wanted to construct in their offensive line, and their offense was one. He played seven seasons in Jacksonville and was the anchor of the offensive line at the left tackle position. And Jaguars head coach Tom Coughlin knew he had a winner with the youngster because at 6'7 and 322 pounds, Baselli's size and mobility were a combination seldom seen in a man. And he had a great career in the NFL as well. Unfortunately, the injury bug caught him in later parts of his career. He ended up uh, having to step back from the NFL and not being able to play. But what he did in his career, he received five Pro Bowl selections, three first-team All-Pro honors, and appeared in two AFC Championship games. And last year in the 2022 enshrinement ceremonies, the Pro Football Hall of Fame inducted Tony Pazelli into that great museum in Canton, Ohio, and uh, right where he belongs. What a great uh, lineman he was, both for Jacksonville and for pro football. Uh, Tony Pazelli, Hall of Famer, born April 17th. Now, we also have some other great uh, birthdays that happened on this date. April 17, 1905, in Little Falls, Minnesota, Herb Josting, the Minnesota Golden Gophers fullback from 1925 to 1927, arrived in this world. He had some tremendous seasons as the Golden Gophers, where they had really had some good teams back then. Ended up getting in- inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame in 1954. More details on Pigskin Dispatch uh, about him. Also, April 17, 1941, Red Bluff, California, the Occidental two-way quarterback, defensive back of the 1962 and 63 seasons, Bill Riddell was born. He ended up going on and doing some great things after college football. One was getting inducted in the College Football Hall of Fame in 2001, but he played six years in the CFL for the Edmonton Eskimos, Hamilton Tiger Cats, and the Calgary Stampeders. And, uh, Ended up going into some head coaching jobs at some high schools in his local area. But the big story of the day on April 17th in sports history had to happen in 1963. And that came from the NFL as Paul Hornig of the Green Bay Packers and Alex Karras from the Detroit Lions, two of the great players in that era of early 1960s football. They were both suspended from the NFL indefinitely for alleged betting on NFL games. Now, it was just some uh, some really interesting items that happened there. They did get suspended, and they did get reinstated back in March 16th, 1964. So well, they missed an entire season, and uh, it was really harmful to both of their teams. But we have a full write-up on that on pigskindispatch.com. Also on this date in 1999, the NFL draft took place. And in 1999 draft, the University of Kentucky quarterback Tim Couch was the first pick by the new expansion Cleveland Browns franchise. And uh, they were also some pretty nice picks made uh, by two as Couch was uh, followed by Syracuse's Donovan McNabb by the Eagles. Cincinnati took Achilles Smith of Oregon. And Hall of Fame back Edger and James went fourth to the Colts, followed by Ricky Williams to New Orleans in the big trade when coach Mike Ditka of the Saints basically gave all the 1999 uh, draft picks for the opportunity to draft Williams. Uh, also drafted that year were NC State wideout Torrey Holt by the St. Louis Rams and Hall of Fame defensive back Champ Bailey was picked up by the Washington Redskins uh, on that day, according to the ProFootballReference.com. Now, that is our sports history for this April 17th. We're so glad that you were able to join us once again. And we do this 
every day, and uh, we'd sure love to have you join us in and uh, read about it on jerseydispatch.com and pigskindispatch.com, or look for us here on the podcast as well. We are also on social media. On Twitter, we are at Pigskin Dispatch, and Facebook, we have the Pigskin Dispatch pages. Till next time, everybody, have a great sports history day. Sorry, but my pitching coach just called timeout, and he's coming out to the mound. I think I'm going to get yanked for a reliever. We'll see you back tomorrow for some more great sports history on Sports Jersey Dispatch Podcast. We invite you to check out our websites, jerseydispatch.com and pigskindispatch.com. Not only see the daily sports history, but to experience the preservation of great events and people that play the games. Find us on Pigskin Dispatch. It's also on social media outlets of Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and don't forget the Pigskin Dispatch YouTube channel. Get all your daily sports history. Pigskin Dispatch is happy to be associated with the Sports History Network, the sports headquarters of yesteryear, found at sportshistorynetwork.com. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Each week, the official Football Learning Academy podcast will take you deep into the history of pro football through interviews with players, coaches, or administrators in the NFL, as well as interviews with Pro Football Hall of Fame selectors, authors, and historians. You'll learn how the game evolved and important moments that shaped the sport into what it is today. And don't miss the Pro Football History Nugget of the Week. Listen to the official Football Learning Academy podcast on the Sports History Network. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.